Well, I want to welcome you all to another Daily Decade, your rosary on the road. Uh, I have to apologize again for Friday's issue. Well, actually, I've got a whole list of apologies to issue. I've got Friday's problem, which had to do with the fact that I thought that my headphones and my speaker were all plugged in, and apparently they were not, or they started out being plugged in, and then they were not. And I also have to apologize specifically uh, to Fred Marie, who has commented twice on the website, and for some reason, in the administrative panel, or, or rather, as I've been accessing the site on my phone to do little updates here and there, the administrative panel did not indicate to me that I had comments that had been made on two posts, apparently that were awaiting moderation. I thought somebody else might have gotten to them and get them posted. Uh, but whatever the case may be, they were sitting in moderation, sitting in limbo, and then finally over the weekend, I was on my home computer and logged in on there, and they showed up. So, uh, Fred, I, I want to beg your forgiveness publicly here that I did not see your comments. He's got a long list of people that he'd like to have requiems said for, uh, and I'm going to say requiems for all of them uh, today and tomorrow. So today I'll do the first two, and then tomorrow I'll do the remaining three. And uh, I'm also going to uh, make sure that... Uh, Presuming that you're listening to this, I'm going to make sure that Annette, the first name, that she makes it into uh, a mass envelope uh, at the uh, at my at my personal parish, uh, so that we can have a mass said for her. Uh, and I would encourage all of you to do the same. He asked for a requiem mass to be said uh, for uh, her name is uh, Annette. Uh, I want to make sure I get the pronunciation correct on the on the surname. It's Namusisi, Annette Namusisi, and that's A-N-N-E-A-T, Annette. And actually, you'll see, you, his comment is public. You should be able to see it. If you go to the website, it will be there. Uh, so go ahead and head on over there and uh, take a look at uh, who he's got listed there. And the first one, he specifically asked for a requiem mass for her name. So I'm going to submit her name in my own parish. I encourage all of you that if you have the opportunity and the funds to do so, uh, have a mass said for her so that she's got people having masses uh, for her name and, and for her for the, soul, for the well-being of her soul. We also have an intention left over from Friday. Had this intention, was ready to pray it, ready to go, and then the recording didn't happen properly. So I'm moving that intention to today. And that is uh, for a listener of the show, a very good friend of the show, someone who's been listening for a long time uh, and is known to me personally, wrote in and uh, wished to be rever- referred to as uh, ACAS. Uh, those are his confirmation saints or his, uh, not his confirmation saints, I'm sorry, his patron saints. Uh, and uh, he is praying for the conversion of his family to the true faith. So we're going to pray for him, and we're going to have, uh, we're going to say an extra requiem maternum today uh, for Annette and Leonard. Uh, if you have any intentions, and maybe this will ring hollow since those comments were left in limbo for a little bit, but I did get to them, and I will always get to your uh, get to your prayers. If you have prayers or requiem requests, remember all the way through November, we're doing an extra requiem maternum every time we do this for any uh, of your loved ones who have passed on, write it right into daily decade 
requests at protonmail.com. That's DECA, D-E-C-A-D-E. Requests is in the plural at protonmail.com. You can also comment on the website. I will eventually see them. Now that I know that I've got to go to my home PC in order to see them, what I'll probably do is check the PC once a week, and then any comments made for that week will go, will go into the following week. Uh, you can comment on praytherosaryeveryday.wordpress.com. You can also comment where we're syndicated at exodusamericanus.com. You can uh, drop me a line on gab at the Daily Decade. You can also reach me personally, Mario Garetti at nobody has the dot biz on the Fediverse. If you're on any Fediverse iteration, whether it's post, whether it's I don't know, they've got a couple of libertarian things on there too. You know, any one of them. If you're on nobody has if you're on nobody has the dot biz, you'll find me there too. So uh, any one of those means is a way to reach me. Uh, and get your prayers on the broadcast here. Now for now, let's go ahead and get our rosaries out and turn our hearts and our minds to God and pray for ACAS, for the conversion of his family. And today is, of course, Monday, so just like on Friday, we're going to pray in Latin. In nomine Patris, Ephidii, Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Pater Noster, quies in Celis, Sanctificator Nomen Tuum. Adveniat regnum tuum. Fiat voluntas tua, sicur in cielo et in terra. Parum nostrum quotidianum de nobis odiae. Et dimidi nobis debita nostra, sicur et nos dimidimus debitoribus nostris. Et ne nos inducas in tentationem, sed libera nos amalo. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, Ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus teco. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus teco. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, 
Ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in hora mortis nostrae. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in hora mortis nostrae. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in hora mortis nostrae. Amen. Gloria Patri et Filio et Spiritui Sancto, sicur erat in principio et nunc et semper et seclus seculorum. Amen. Salve Regina, Mater Misericordia, vita dulcedo et spes nostre, salve. Alte clamamus, exulis fili hevi, alte suspiramus, gementes et flentes in hac lacrimarum vale. Ea ergo, advocata nostra, ilus tuas misericordes oculos, Ad nos converte, et Jesum, beatum fructum ventris tui, nobis postoc exilium ostende, o clemens, o pia, o dulci virgo Maria. Ora pro nobis, sancta Dei genetrix, ut digni officiamor promissionibus Christi. Oremus. Pour forth we beseech thee, O Lord, thy grace into our hearts, that we, to whom the incarnation of Christ, thy Son, was made known by the message of an angel, may by his passion and cross be brought to the glory of his resurrection. Through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Today's requiem is for Annette and Leonard. Requiem eternam, dona eis domine, et lux eis perpetua lucent, et requiescant in pace. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord, and make thy perpetual light to shine upon them, and may they rest in peace. Amen. O St. Catherine Labore, to whom was revealed the great secret dogma of the faith, which theologians prior to thee had hinted at, but never confirmed. Through the revelation of our Blessed Mother to you, the place where you were, and you yourself, were made holy, such that our Blessed Mother would again visit this place that she had chosen, to give us the green scapular, whereby those who had turned from the faith, or who were born faithless, might turn to Christ and to his holy church. We humbly ask thy intercession before the throne of Almighty God and through that most blessed lady who favored you with her appearance. On behalf of the family of the servant of God, A-C-A-S, that they may turn away from darkness, that they may put aside themselves, and that they may turn to the Blessed Mother, conceived without sin, to whom they have recourse, and that they may turn, moreover, to Most Holy Mother Church, where they will find the warmth and light of Christ and rest after everlasting after the departure from this world. 
And we ask this in the name of the head of that same church, our Lord Jesus Christ, who livest and reignest with God the Father and the Holy Ghost, one God, world without end. Amen. For all of us in our trials, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Sacritissimo Corriezu, Miserere Nobis. Sacritissimo Corriezu, Miserere Nobis. Sacritissimo Corriezu, Adveniat Regnantum. In nomine Patris, Affiliate, Spiritus Sancti. Amen. I'm just so disappointed. That prayer to St. Catherine Labore came out so much better on Friday. I think that's why God didn't permit the whole thing to go off. I thought, when I finished the whole thing up, I thought to myself, that's the best recording I've ever made. Everything was so eloquent. It was wonderful. And then I looked at the phone and saw that the headphone jack was unplugged. <laughs> it really took the wind out of my sails. And it was exactly on point to what I was talking about, too, which is even more funny. It's it's funny how the, the Lord will, will hear us in our bombast and uh, hold us to the standard that we set. That's what he says. With what measure you meet, it shall be measured to you again. Uh, we are we are measured by God on, on the weights, on the scales of our own making, uh, so to speak. And so... It's not a surprise then that it should happen, but it's uh, it, it undergirds something that I was saying uh, when I made the recording, which is that you know the lessons that God has to teach us often come from the least expected places. And Saint Catherine Labore, I was thinking about you know the 19th century and the 20th century too are are full of all these wonderful female saints, all these wonderful women who who became saints and in in large part due to the their devotion to Our Lady. And it's a funny thing to think about, you know, because Christianity is not a feminine religion. It often gets that reputation, which is unfortunate, but it really isn't. It's a very masculine religion, and it's evidenced by the fact that there are so few uh, female saints from the the very zenith of the faith, uh, which is the high Middle Ages in Europe. Now, you have a lot of virgins in the early days of the church, probably more than you can count, and so you have a ton of female saints, but when Christianity really kind of reached its height, it had totally captured the culture of Europe. It had become uh, the it, we, we were living in a world in which there was only one faith, and that was the true faith. Uh, sure, you had a heresy here and there, but those people that problem was taken care of very quickly. At that time, Christianity was also incredibly masculine. It was dominated by men and heroes on top of it. Men like Hugh de Pine uh, uh, and St. Bernard. Uh, uh, St. Bernard writes the In Praise of the New Knighthood. He's the first person to articulate uh, what would become uh, the theology of crusade, which still serves us today, uh, the concept of the greater crusade within ourselves. And yet, in the 19th century, as we are most in need and Christianity begins to recede into the background and really face some strong worldly opposition, and we have to fight again. Where do the saints that give us the aid that we need to win this fight come from? Well, they're drawn, it seems, 
Now, that's not to say there aren't many great male saints. You know, just, I think of Padre Pio off the top of my head, but and even though his, you know, is post-Vatican II, so is it infallible, is it not? It's not really an important question, but uh, I think of him off the top of my head, St. Pius X, uh, another great example. Uh, there's a, a ton of 19th century male saints, but the ones that immediately sort of jump out at us are often these little girls. The Bernadette of Sobero, uh, or Bernadette of Sobero, Bernadette Sobero of Lourdes, uh, uh, St. Therese of Lisieux, uh, the children of Fatima. You have, uh, you have these little girls, and sometimes they're not little girls, sometimes they're, they're women. St. Catherine Laboree is a wonderful example of that. Uh, sometimes they are little girls. St. Maria Goretti, one of the one of the patronesses that that I, I chose for this entire endeavor, wonderful example of that. And you know, Saint Paul says very clearly and correctly that in church a woman should never be a teacher, and that she should keep her mouth shut. And yet, the exemplars that have been chosen for us in the faith in the last two hundred years have been, the, or at least the most visible exemplars, have been women. It's in, and God chooses unexpected places. He speaks to Barlaam out of the mouth of an ass. Now, there are the Lord comes to us in unexpected ways. I've struggled in the past with a number of sins, and as all everybody does, you have your own unique sort of challenges that you face. And it really was, it wasn't until recently that I tried to overcome some of these that I finally sat down and said, you know, the problem here is that I don't love God enough. If I loved God, I wouldn't be doing this. But I can't get myself, I can't force myself to love God. I can say that I love Him. I can say that I, I want to love Him. But that's not a motivating factor. We talked about this not too long ago when we said, you know, when there's an episode titled When God Isn't Real. And the, the whole point of that was talking about, you know, sometimes God doesn't have an immediate quality about, he becomes more of an abstract to us, a theoretical. And in those cases, it can be very, very hard to generate, you can't really love an abstract, you know? And so you have to turn to others for it. And our love for others, insofar as it, I don't want to say that it's a proxy for our love for God, and I don't want to say that it substitutes, because it doesn't. That's what liberalism teaches, that you can love other people and that's as good as loving God, and that's not true. But God comes to us in the form, in many cases, in the form of those around us. And he comes to us in two ways. First of all, is comfort in those that we love and those that who love us. And he also comes to us in challenges and in uh, a force of humility in those people that surround us that we might think of as, uh, and I've spoken, I've ta- talked about this word before, inimicus, inimici, and inimicus, the opposite of amicus in the Latin, which means friend. It means enemy, but not in the sense of a hostess or enemy army that you fight with, but rather someone who's in your community that just absolutely gets under your skin. Uh, someone who you just can't stand being around, and they can't stand being around you, and you're just inimical to them. 
those people are sent by God into our lives to humble us in some cases, to challenge us in others, to create obstacles for us. And our love for those whom we love and our patience for those who we do not translates itself into our love for God and our patience for God. It trains us to love God. Because the goal is to love God, ultimately. The goal in all of our Christian life is to perfect our knowledge, our love, and our service of God. Because that's what we were put here to do, to love, know, and serve Him. If we cannot do that directly, if we cannot go directly to the font, to the source, which many of us cannot, that's why we have the saints, so we don't have to approach the throne. And if we cannot, God has put people in our way so that we can train ourselves and perfect our love and our patience. And so when we encounter people, ordinary people around us, and this is, this is another thing, is because they have a personal relationship with them, and that's how we interact with God, is on a personal level. Now, God comes to us through our own people. A, the, the, the culture that we live in, this is why you see national devotions spring up and that sort of thing. God comes to us through our own. But we don't go to God as a nation to approach him. We go to God as ourselves and we stand before the throne as ourselves. God comes to us through our people. But when we approach, just like we interact with other people around us, you don't interact with uh, your co-workers or your friends or your family as a member of the of your nation. You interact with them as yourself. That's how you interact with God as well. And so you train yourself. You get these are these are means whereby we are trained. And teach ourselves how to love God and how to relate with Him so that we don't necessarily let ourselves off the hook when we deal with other people. We're motivated by the love that we have for them or by our need for love for them and teach ourselves. And then when God says challenges directly, we say to ourselves that, well, I face these challenges with other people around me. I understand how to be patient. I understand why I need to be patient than I am. And when we have something that we need to stop doing for the love of God, because we're able to stop doing other things for the love of other people, we can say to ourselves, then, yes, I, I understand that this, this offends, this causes pain, I'll stop this, because I care enough to. And you may not be there right now, you may not have gotten to that point. I haven't gotten to that point. But I'm seeing how it's possible to get to that point. And that's the other side of it. You don't despair of it. You don't think to yourself, I'll never love God. And I've thought that thought. I've taken it to confession. I've thought that thought. But it is possible. It, it's not only possible, it's essential. It's elemental to what we are and who we are. But we have to. And so we know that it's possible because God doesn't give us anything impossible. And that which is impossible, he makes possible. And so my prayer today is, and I've gone a little bit shorter than I did on Friday, and I, I suppose thank God for that. Uh, but my prayer today is that all of us are able to, and I, in a truly Christian way, not in the not in the Freemasonic or liberal or secular way, 
see the way in which we encounter God in those around us so that we are better trained to approach him ourselves, that we will not be strangers to him when we meet him at the end of our life. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.